Psalm 31 today. Psalm 31 is a beautiful psalm. It is quoted in other places of Scripture, Jeremiah, Jonah, Jesus Christ himself, the author of Psalm 71, I believe. They borrow from this psalm of 24 verses. Thank you for listening today. It's Monday, December the 5th, and as we study Psalm 31 this week, and I'm thinking some of next week, uh, it's an exciting time in the Stancil family. We are going to Ohio this week to begin the pastorate at Calvary Baptist Church in Shelby, Ohio, this coming Sunday, December 11th, and we're very excited about that. The opportunity the Lord has given us and the place to which God has called us and the people to whom God has called us to serve. And so I'm very excited about that. And so you pray for us if it comes up in your mind and we cross your mind that God would bless the travels and preparations and all of that this week. But Psalm 31, we'll do a bit of a survey here today. I'd like to read the whole psalm to you. I really like going verse by verse, and I'll always do that. But sometimes, all the time, you've really got to get a sense of the whole psalm or the whole passage if you're really going to understand the heartbeat of the intent of the psalm. And what you'll find in the Psalms of David, this is a psalm of David. It's entitled, To the Chief Musician, a Psalm of David. What you'll find in these is that there is the highs and the lows, the high, the low, contained in one chapter. Because David will have um, a crying out to God, he is trying to be delivered from the pit like we saw last week, and it's in a really bad spot, and he gives this earnest prayer, and then he encourages himself in the Lord, or the Lord answers the prayer, and it always ends on a high note. He has a the high or the victory or the encouragement, but almost always, I think, if and you'll notice as you read the Psalms, there's that deep low contained in the very same chapter. And these chapters, these psalms, they're, they're meant to be understood in one sitting. They're one song. This is entitled Psalm 31 to the chief musician, which means that it was meant to be delivered to the song director. It was meant to be sung by everybody. And I'd like to read you uh, this psalm, and I'll tell you this. This is the lesson that we're listening for, so I'll tell you the application up front here so you can know what you're listening for. It's, I wouldn't say a lengthy psalm. It's, it's no Psalm 119, that's for sure, but it is uh, much longer. It's twice as long as, uh, exactly twice as long as last week, Psalm 30. And so I'll read that to you, and here's the application I want you to listen for. Listen for the highs and the lows. By that I mean, and I think you know what I mean, but the highs being that victory. In, in life, you've got highs and lows. Everybody does. You've got high points and low points. The low points are when you don't know what to do next. You have uncertainty or you have tragedy or unexpected circumstances, things that you wouldn't pick. And then the highs, the high points are those victories, those things that you really don't need to force yourself to praise God for. They're just, they just happen. You're, they're, the, they're the blessings you're rejoicing. Everything is good. Everything is paid for. Everybody is healthy. Everything is working out. Those are the high points, the victories. And life is made up of those. Every life, every time, all the time, forever is uh, and on, on this side of eternity, the high points and the low points. It's just going to happen. And you'll hear um, sermons and people encourage you to, and I've done this and I'm sure I'll do this 
from now on and, and still again, but you'll hear that you need to praise God even in the low points, even in the valleys, right? God is good. And yes, absolutely, I agree. But what's kind of implied by that statement, even in the low points, is that the low point is something that you shouldn't praise God for. But what I'd like to tell you, and it's sort of a, and I don't consider myself a mature Christian, but I think it's something that a mature Christian eventually realizes and gets to the point of understanding as they read the scripture and walk with God for a long time, that it's not easy at all. It, it's it's counter to what we would understand. But because of the low points and for the low points, we praise God. Praise God for the highs. Praise God for the lows. Praise God in it all. And not even in the valley, God is good. But I would say this, because of the valley, we know that God is good. Here's what I mean by that. And I, I know I haven't read any scripture yet, which is a big no-no for me, but I just want you, I, I won't say much after I read the chapter, but here's what you're listening for. And here's what the application is. The highs in life imply the lows and the lows make the highs possible. We wish that life could all be victory, but if it were all victory, then there would be no victory. Because there has to be the low points in order for there to be high points. When the low points come, we look to God who either helps us through them or sometimes delivers us from them. But understand this, that there is tender fellowship with God. There's a depth of understanding of God and there's growth of your faith and your relationship with God that really is only possible in the low points of life. And it's in the low points that you learn about God and you experience that he can be trusted and that he is everything that the word of God says that he is. Now you can know it by studying the word of God. You can know God. This is his word. But you really experience God when you put him to the test in a different way. And there, there are some things I was talking to somebody recently. There's just some things that you can't really know until you've gone through it or experienced it, particularly we're talking about ministry, um, just different things. And there's there's things about God that you can know, but you experience when you are in the valleys, when you are in the low points. And so then, remember I said the highs imply the lows. And then when you get to the highs, you're praising God but in a different way, you're praising God for the highs, but it's an informed praise because of what you learned about God in the low points. If this chapter, Psalm 31, could have a title, maybe it could be a lot of things, but maybe I'd say God is our refuge. God is our refuge. Here we go. Psalm 31, in thee, O Lord, do I put my trust. Let me never be ashamed. Deliver me in thy righteousness. Bow down thine ear to me. Deliver me speedily. Be thou my strong rock for an house of defense to save me. For thou art my rock and my fortress. Therefore, for thy name's sake, lead me and guide me. Pull me out of the net that they have laid privily for me. For thou art my strength. Into thine hand I commit my spirit. Thou hast redeemed me, O Lord God of truth. I've hated them. 
that regard lying vanities, but I trust in the Lord. I will be glad and rejoice in thy mercy, for thou hast considered my trouble, thou hast known my soul in adversities, and hast not shut me up into the hand of the enemy, thou hast set my feet in a large room. Have mercy upon me, O Lord, for I am in trouble. Mine eye is consumed with grief, yea, my soul and my belly, for my life is spent with grief, and my years with sighing. My strength faileth because of mine iniquity, and my bones are consumed. I was a reproach among all mine enemies, but especially among my neighbors, and a fear to mine acquaintance. They that did see me without fled from me. I'm forgotten as a dead man out of mind. I'm like a broken vessel. For I have heard the slander of many. Fear was on every side. While they took counsel together against me, they devised to take away my life. But I trusted in thee, O Lord. I said, Thou art my God. My times are in thy hand. Deliver me from the hand of mine enemies and from them that persecute me. Make thy face to shine upon thy servant. Save me for thy mercy's sake. Let me not be ashamed, O Lord, for I have called upon thee. Let the wicked be ashamed and let them be silent in the grave. Let the lying lips be put to silence, which speak grievous things proudly and contemptuously against the righteous. Oh, how great is thy goodness, which thou hast laid up for them that fear thee, which thou hast wrought for them that trust in thee before the sons of men. Thou shalt hide them in the secret of thy presence from the pride of man. Thou shalt keep them secretly in a pavilion from the strife of tongues. Blessed be the Lord, for he hath showed me his marvelous kindness in a strong city. For I said in my haste, I am cut off from before thine eyes. Nevertheless, thou heardest the voice of my supplications when I cried unto thee. O oh, love the Lord, all ye his saints. For the Lord preserveth the faithful, and plentifully rewardeth the proud doer. Be of good courage, and he shall strengthen your heart, all ye that hope.